Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You will drain us. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And I have a story to open with that I just read on Us Weekly. Ellie Goulding finally addresses rumors she cheated on Ed Sheeran with Niall Horan. Did you see this? It's like one of my favorite rumors. I'm so <laughs> mad she addressed it. I don't want to hear what she... I don't want to hear her deny it. Well, the rumor that she dated Ed it's Sheeran funny. was funny because she was like, all we did was hold hands. That's not dating. And then months later, Ed Sheeran was like, uh, we were dating and holding hands means you're dating. <laughs> <laughs> was it Niall Horan like, she left me for him and then like wrote a song about it? Or was it yes. the other way? Somebody wrote a song was- about it. Ed Sheeran released a song about it, and the song was called Don't. <laughs> yeah, remember remember that song? Don't fuck with my love. That heart is so cold. Remember that song? That's it. Don't fuck with my love. That heart is so cold. All over my own. I don't want to know that, babe. Don't fuck with my love. God, imagine writing a song about Ellie Goulding and then... Imagine that it sounds like this. <laughs> so crazy. Okay. I mean, this is what all that Sheeran songs sound like. I don't know I what know. you were expecting. So Ellie Golding posts a video on TikTok of herself. Posts yeah. a TikTok. I'm, 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 yeah. not, I'm not 100. Ellie Golding posts a TikTok and she's dancing yeah. to As It you Was. Are, you're not 100. <laughs> <laughs> you're not 100? She, she posts a TikTok. She's dancing to As It Was. Yeah. You know, it's not the same as it was, of course. Did you see this? No. Someone comments. Can't believe you cheated on Ed with Niall. Oh my but, god, that's such. A, but wait, to be, wait, just to be hung up on that and to like bring it back into the conversation, this girl is just trying to dance. I've never been more defensive of Ellie Goulding in my fucking life. These rumors were nine years old. Yeah. Or nine years old. Yeah. Can't believe you cheated on Ed with Niall, but slay for real. Slay for real. That's a slay for real. A slay for real. Yeah. Then Ellie responded to that person and wrote false, and then five exclamation marks, but also slay. <laughs> <laughs> This is the best thing she's done since Lights. <laughs> Wait, but what's the slay about then? I think it's funny, but what is she slaying? Oh, I don't think Ellie Goulding is slaying anything. Yeah. I think it's sort of like a superfluous slay. She was being like Katy Perry on American Idol where she was like, wig. And then he was like, wig. And she was like, wig. And they were like, wig. Well, now Katy Perry's like, hat. <laughs> hat. <laughs> she's country now. It's so crazy that Katy Perry said wig and then the gay community was like, wig. But then they were like, never mind. Like, we're not going to buy the singles. You know, we're, we'll wig, but we're not. And then Katy Perry said, Nashville, I'm going hat. And they were like, um, okay, I get it. Like, well, sure. We'll, we'll consider. As a representative of the gay community, I don't think the gay community has quite figured out its ever-evolving stance on Katy Perry. Well, guess what? She was wig and now she's gone hat. So, like, you didn't, you had your chance. She's about to go boot, you know? You were in my house last night, and what was I listening to? Prism. So <laughs> don't act like I'm not still a fan. It kind of doesn't count in a way. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying the come on everybody Katy Perry night had like 12 people there. Actually, tw- like four people there as DJ Louie. Oh, that's so sad. It was so sad. He sent a photo from it, and I was like, oh my God. Okay, let's 
Play some calls because you're listening to Who's There, a weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns. This is our first show of 2023. Isn't that wild? I feel like we haven't done this in a while. It's crazy. I know. I feel out of practice because it's been yeah, a week. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Truly. Uh, okay. Here we go. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Um, I had to call because you're talking about Craig David. I think I'm up to date on the pod, so if it's a super delayed, I apologize, but I feel like you need to know <laughs> this is about Craig David. Um, I used to work in a hotel, and he stayed there once when he was doing a concert, and he his team submitted, like, his wishes for the room service of the hotel, like, what he wanted to eat, and... He ate, like, six pounds of chicken a night. Like, we saw the instructions included a extremely specific recipe for so many chicken thighs that we were up with the chef. We were just like, surely this is a mistake. We cooked him an average amount of chicken, like, probably a lot of chicken, and they called down and were like, where is all of this chicken? I cannot emphasize how much chicken he ate in the, like, 36 hours he stayed in this hotel, we had to go to the store and buy more chicken because we were ill-prepared for the amount of chicken this man ate. Um, most wild rider I have ever seen, granted, I haven't seen that many of them, but this was really, like, out of pocket. Uh, <laughs> crunch, crunch, chicken, chicken, box, box, I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> How is that one of our best calls ever? <laughs> six pounds of chicken on Monday, six pounds of chicken on Tuesday, six pounds of chicken on Wednesday, Monday, and on Thursday, eight, Friday, six pound Saturday. on a two. But maybe it's six pounds for the whole week. You know, it's like eight one pound on a Monday. Eight, oh, two right, because then he chills Tuesday. on Sunday. We were eating four on Wednesday and on Thursday and Friday we chilled, but then we finished it on Sunday. The rest of the chicken. I don't know what to do with this call, but I the know. call itself. What a funny tone. What funny gossip, a very specific order of chicken thighs, the best cut of chicken also. Yeah, no, obviously. If he's getting six pounds of chicken, he knows what kind of chicken he likes. Exactly. Somebody's bulking. Maybe he's like protein. Maybe he's going for the protein or something, you know? But bulking people, don't they want the lean meat? Don't they want breasts? I don't know. Let's move on. Hello, friends. This is Dan. I'm a longtime fan of both of you, but I've never called in. I'm a little nervous. Uh, I appreciated the call on a recent episode about the totally normal Emily St. John Mandel interview that I conducted for Slate. I agree with you guys that the subject of how Wikipedia handles errors or, um, or like changes of circumstance for living people is, is really interesting. I think that like semi-famous people like who's often struggle with this. You know, you, you can't just edit your own page to change something that's wrong without a citation even if you're best-selling author Emily St. John Mandel, and it must be very frustrating, on top of the frustration already of, of being a who. However, Lindsay, uh, you are right that there are other routes and that Wikipedia does allow citations to social media to verify the count. So in this particular case, even though I conducted and published my totally normal interview with Emily St. John Mandel in fewer than two hours after her tweet, not the next day, as your caller suggested, this is breaking news journalism. When uh, when Wikipedia user Quace Dan went to her page to add the citation when the interview was published, her page had, in fact, already been edited to note her divorce with a cite to her tweet pleading for someone to please interview her to confirm her divorce. 
I still added my story because that seemed funnier. Anyways, I do think they very slightly prefer quote-unquote news articles to tweets. Anyways, there it is, still there. Anyway, I'm here to tell you that among the many, many responses I got to this totally normal interview with Emily St. John Mandel, many of them from recently divorced people being like, you go, girl, uh, was a tweet from the author Masha Gessen, who it seems is also desperate to get Wikipedia to note their divorce. Now, I think that my career as a, like, Potemkin interviewer for Wikipedia errors is done, but you guys should invite Masha Gessen on the show and then get cited on Wikipedia. Thanks. Uh, Bobby, I love the old place. Say something nice about my novel on the show, even if you didn't read it. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Dan, you have a novel? I'm kidding. Dan does have a novel <laughs> Buy Dan's book. Dan calling and being and somehow giving us great response and book promotion is, that's called pro. That's called a pro move. I thought his book was already out. No, I, I read it a while ago, Vintage Contemporaries. It's good. Read Dan Coyce's book, Vintage Contemporaries. And Masha Gessen, please come on the show because we would love to talk no. to you. <laughs> Masha on Who Weekly would be unbelievably iconic. Well, there's a direct line between somebody who I know listens to this podcast to Masha, who I'm sure could get this information to them. But mm-hmm. I can't imagine explaining to Masha that the way that they are allowed to announce that they got a divorce is through a podcast. And then like the concept that the podcast is like D-list celebrities. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like that's the only way, Masha. That's the only way you can get this information out there. I think if we told them the concept of the podcast and what we were doing, they would instantly understand. What if the concept of the podcast was helping low-level and high-level celebrities announce their divorce? <laughs> what if we pivoted into Dan's realm? Since apparently Dan's out of the out of the business, you help one low-level author, and then you like can't. You're done, Dan. You're done with it. Did you just call Emily St. John Mandel a low-level author? I'm sorry. I realized that. Is she? She's not. Sorry. I'm, no, I was going to say low-level celebrity, but then I just was calling low her an level author. author. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. She's a high-level author. Bobby, you're a low-level You're I'm a low-level I'm a low-level <laughs> author. Please. Come on. Okay. Thanks for calling in, Dan. And also, just if in the case the message was buried, if you want to tell the world you're divorced, you can tweet it. And that can also be cited in Wikipedia. It. Yeah. You can't tweet it. You don't need to go get interviewed by Slate. It has to be from a verified account. Yeah, so Masha, tweet. Masha, tweet it. We'll update the Wikipedia. Let's move on. Hi, Who Weekly. Uh, so is Lupita Nyong'o's significant other. She just posted this beautiful transition video on her Instagram with these uh, hot, hot outfits. Um, yeah, who is he? I feel like this kind of came and went fast because it was like... A funny it was like one funny tweet and then there was like a, a, a flurry of who is this person articles but mm-hmm. then because like time moves fast it already kind of fell away is that accurate because like we're almost we're late to it because we weren't like taping it got buried but i still think this is it's delightful amazing if, <laughs> it's it's great if true and it has yet to be denied by either party do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? As being an origin story. And the origin story is even more believable because of the amount of time that's passed since their origin. Of course. The fact that, like, she dated someone between... Okay, so here's what happened. Yeah. Lupita Nyong'o... Thank you. Lupita Nyong'o then revealed her new partner. Yeah. His name is Salema Masakela. Yes. She revealed it in an Instagram. A video of them, like, having all these different outfits on for whatever they were doing, right? It was really cute. Yeah. yeah. And her caption is, we just click hard with a arrow through it. At Salema. Hashtag, this is my love. Hashtag, nuff said. (laughs) 
So everyone's like, okay, Lupita Nyong'o is actually quite, ever since Lupita Nyong'o got very famous over 10 years ago, quite private, right? Oh, I'm very private. But that too. Yeah. Mm hmm. Seems very like instantly. Don't you think she's kind of like a beloved celebrity? Oh, for sure. Like she could do anything, I feel like. She is loved by the culture. Yes. And I think one thing that Lupita did or a strategy of her fame after Oscar specifically, because she won her Oscar early, right? For her first big role. Yeah, early. Almost like a jinxing early. Yes. A worrying early, right? A worrying early. Where people are like, don't watch out. This is what happens. Oscar curse. This is not what's happened to her. But I think that that's top of mind for anyone who wins an Oscar early. Quote unquote early. So Lupita did something that I think is quite strategic and smart. She lays low, right? And I think by laying low, she maintains her status as this like prestigious them, right? She seems unapproachable. She seems big, important. Sure. Quickly becomes fashion icon. Quickly shows Mm -hmm. up on on all these red carpets with a fashion sense that is otherworldly. Right. Mm-hmm. And there is something there is like an added element. I think she also just gives great interview always. She has it. She has it like capital I and every and it's like undeniable and everybody knows. And right. it's just a matter of like who will cast her next or what it is mm-hmm. that she'll do because it's almost irrelevant what it is because it's like, oh, she like she would have to like flop so hard to lose this the spotlight in a way that at that point. And she appears to nine times out of ten be extremely thoughtful and strategic with the roles that she takes. She doesn't just take like a bunch of crap. She's not everywhere. She's not overexposed. Anyway, this is some context to why this is interesting because she doesn't do this kind of personal reveal often. She's had a lot of rumors, like dating rumors in the past, like personal life rumors in the past, but she never confirms them, rarely confirms them. Even when she was dating, allegedly dated this GQ style editor for months, Mubalashi Dawudu, she never confirmed it. He didn't either. She was rumored to be dating Michael B. Jordan. She was rumored to be dating Jared Leto, right? Like she never talks about this stuff. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She never talks about it. So it's a big deal that she does this. Then turns out this guy is a who- he is a uh-huh. who who has been a TV presenter for years. Timmy recognized him from being on the E! show E! Daily 10 from 2006 to 2010. That's so Timmy. When he went by Sal Masakella ah. alongside Kat Sadler and Debbie Matinopoulos. Oh my so God. So he's a TV presenter. He does mostly sports now. And like he's in a our genre. Correspondent. Or used to yes. be in our genre. He literally yeah. like would interview the Backstreet Boys for their comeback tour like 10 years ago, 12 Put years ago. You know, in the work. If you ask these dudes, uh, they would put themselves at the top of the best boy band list of all time. I tracked down the 100 million album selling Backstreet Men. I mean, boys, whose seventh album is This Is Us. It drops on October 6th, so mark your calendars, ladies. He did E! News first, but now it's like fully sports. He's really into snowboarding. He recently started like a surf brand called Mami Wata that has a storefront in Los Angeles. He's acted before. He was in a band. So they start dating. People are like, oh, it's this guy. We know who he is. Then people find a tweet. Lindsay, explained the tweet. They find tweets from him that date from April 5th, the day before my birthday, 2016. <laughs> they're both tweeted at 2.30 in the morning, but I assume that's because they're time on zone. a plane and this is time zone difference. Okay. And he says, hypothetically speaking, of course, let's say you're seated behind Lapita Nyong'o on an airplane. What would be your opening line? <laughs> And then uh, eight minutes eight later, minutes later <laughs> anyone comes up with an opener for me with Lupita Nyong'o, send them because I'm really sitting behind her on this flight. <laughs> Hashtag stumped. And at this point, he has a following like he's famous. And also I was checking her, what she was up to in 2015, 16, and she was in her Star Wars era. She was like very mm-hmm. much doing. Remember she's Maz. She, 
She did Force Awakens. She did the Lego Star Wars video game. She did Star Wars Episode Eight: Last Jedi. So she was kind of like in mm-hmm. her, honestly, she was kind of in her sellout era. And I don't, I don't mean that in a bad way. Like she did Twelve Years a Slave, and then she kind of fell a little bit into Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Which takes up a lot of time. It takes up time, and it's also a little bit like I'm reaping the benefits of my fame level shooting up so great. Let me like make some money so I can buy a house or something mm-hmm. like that. Because mm-hmm. Black Panther didn't come till 2018. Yeah, and then it was after Black Panther that she had her next Oscar play, which was Us. She didn't win exactly. an Oscar for Us, exactly. but that was a big, big like Lupita is leading this movie, and she has Oscar buzz for this movie. Exactly, and she's still doing Star Wars amongst all of these other things, but yeah. it is it's and she'll kind of pepper them in between you know, mm-hmm. pepper her things. Okay, yes. Now go ahead. Oh, you know what she was in that flop of a, the three five five. Remember that? That's, that's why I was like. Nine, that's why I said nine times out of ten. <laughs> yeah, that's the nine. To be fair, if you heard the other names in this movie, you would also be in this movie. It's true. Exactly. If they said Bobby, listen, you got Diane Kruger, you got Penelope Cruz, you got Jessica Chastain, you got Lupita Nyong'o, you got Bam Bing Bing. Will you be in the three fifty five? You would say, sign me up. I'll do it for free. On paper, this movie sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Well, guess what. Guess what? Oops. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Back you to You know, sorry. We got we got distracted by the two. 355. So these tweets happened in 2016 implying that they met. But again, this has not been confirmed. Right. It's confirmed that they are dating. It's not confirmed that he worked up the courage to say anything to her. We don't like, know. Ironically, this former E interviewer has to be on some sort of red carpet or event where some E E red carpet interviewer asks him, "Hey, those tweets about Lupita is that where you guys met? Tell us the story. Like, he exactly. needs to be e-newsed. The e-newser is going to get e-newsed. And, like, Lupita is famous enough that Lupita could get coverage whenever she wants coverage. Lupita yeah. could be on the cover of whatever whenever she wanted to if she had that desire, right? But, like, right. she doesn't typically do press unless she's promoting something. And she's already done with her Black Panther promotion. And what's the next movie that she has on the horizon? Not until the next Quiet Place movie, which is, like, two years away. She's in the third Quiet Place? Yeah, well, there's the Quiet Place 3, and then there's the one that's a spinoff. That's, like, oh. her family. Because I guess I there's a, it's not, not just... Oh my, it's I called, like, a know. Quiet Place, another place. Like, it's quieter here. Because <laughs> there's Quiet Place Part 1, Quiet Place Part 2, Quiet Place Part 3, and then hers is, like, Quiet Place somewhere else. That's crazy. And these and these are all directed Day still one. by John Krasinski? No. This one's directed by Michael Sarnowski. So he they passed it off? Okay, interesting. Yeah. He directed Pig, your favorite. So Ooh. anyway, <laughs> everything here is on Lupita's terms. And they literally bought a house together, according to Dirt. So it's like, we don't know when this started. We don't know how long it's going. But the idea that in December 2022, they ha- bought a house together mm-hmm. is like... Okay, so clearly they didn't just start dating. Even if they met in 2016 and didn't start dating then, but then started dating a few years later or something. Like, basically, she's so good at being private that these two could be dating for six months or four years. But it seems closer to the four years because Mm -hmm. they're buying a house together. They're buying a house together. And Dirt is putting in the work to find out who's purchasing houses, right? Like, I believe Dirt's journalism. You love Dirt. You fucking yeah. love dirt. Dirt's a great website. You stand dirt. Dirt.com. Yeah, their house is pretty. Let me see that house. Their house is actually like really pretty. Like okay. for a oh, that's nice. F- for an LA house, I like it. Oh, look at the view. It's gorgeous. I can imagine Amanda selling this house. This is pretty. Oh my god, Amanda would slay this house listing. <laughs> she would slay. She would literally fucking slay it. Okay. But here's the thing. I don't know when we will ever know whether or not this is true. We'll never know. And that honestly makes Lupita more interesting. <laughs> 
Well, that's just like she's iconic for that. Once again, she does something that is slay and beloved. The mm-hmm. tweets make it even more endearing and cute. And then she kind of just disappears back into the mist before like the next work comes out and she has to like do do her job to like maybe talk about this. Her ability to kind of be everywhere and nowhere at once is really impressive and themy. Yeah. Like she goes to movie premiere. She goes to every like high fashion thing ever. Like she's a Chia Gucci person. She goes to like every yeah. Gucci thing with every other famous person. Yeah. And yet she has not told the story about allegedly, seemingly, seemingly meeting yeah. her current boyfriend partner on a plane because he used a pickup line that he got from Twitter. You know, like. Which we don't even know the what the line was. The restraint is iconic. And I got to say, it's a lot harder to talk to somebody in the seat in front of you than ne- than if they're sitting just next to you. That's like, that's team, that's to me almost like a, just a whole other battle. And they're famous, mm-hmm. you know, you're, although I do believe that whenever there are multiple famous people on a flight, somehow they always all like talk to each other, even if they don't necessarily know each other or, or like they don't, you know what I mean? There's always some sort yes. of like, we're all famous and we're all on this airplane. You know what that means? Like, how are you? Or whatever, <laughs> like, what's up? You know, that type of stupid shit. How are you? I don't know, but you know what I mean. Like that, yes. it's very, it's a very interesting How are dynamic, you? I think. I think there's like an unspoken social contract that you have to talk to the other famous people on the phone if you're famous. Please call and approve or deny this, Lena Dunham. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's the only person I could think of that could possibly be listening and might be able to approve. Appro- approve? Confirm. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, the last thing, uh, Salema yeah. is not nepotism, but his dad's what? famous. His dad's a famous jazz musician. Oh, cool. Okay. He's the son of South African jazz musician Hugh Masakela. But he had a number one hit? He had a number one hit on the pop charts. And when I saw the name, I didn't recognize it. I'm not going to say it because I'm sure a lot of the listeners will recognize it by name. There's no lyrics. But I recognized the melody as the melody to a song with lyrics. And then I looked it up and I realized that the song, after hitting number one, was re-released by another group, the Friends of Distinction, and it had lyrics. And the lyrics are even more iconic. And I was like, oh my God, this is Salima's dad. Okay, and now here's the Friends of Distinction version of Grayson in the Grass. What? Yeah, exactly. So... Lupita Nyong'o is dating a nipple baby, I guess. <laughs> Next call. Hi, Who Weekly. Long time, long time. I'm calling because I just stumbled upon this very, very shocking article that Matthew Lawrence, who played Jack, the hot friend and roommate on Boy Meets World, is dating Rosanda Thomas, a.k.a. Chili from TLC. First of all, this duo is just so random and iconic, but their worlds have probably collided in the past, so it kind of also makes sense. And in my follow-up research, it looks like 
it says that Chile, 51, and Lawrence, 42, have been seeing each other for a few months. So she's 51? That's also crazy to me. This whole thing is sort of blowing my mind, but it's also amazing. And I wanted to get your thoughts because I think who better than to analyze this one? Anyway, crunch, crunch. Remember when they were hanging out and we were like, hmm, like interesting and like unusual, like unexpected. Yeah, that was in August because they were in, they were somewhere together. It was a beachy place. It was like Hawaii or somewhere. This is the opposite of the last story, which is that like there is a vague relationship made rumored and then and then confirmed by the PR person and mm-hmm. confirmed in a way that I find kind of charming, which isn't like, like Chili is happy and da da da. It's like a personal confirmation, like from the reps, like point of view from her rep i've been with chili since 2005 and i've never seen her this in love when did she stop dating usher (laughs) chili's rep crystal jordan sells page six she is glowing they are really cute together so like a confirmation but then also like an affirmation which is kind of a rare thing in terms of like a pr comment on somebody's Mm -hmm. relationship and also your publicist saying they've never seen you more in love is really interesting considering you're like you know you are chili is known for being in tlc but also chili is known for being the subject of confessions part two i mean confessions the whole album she is the subject of one of the most iconic r&b albums of all time right like that Mm -hmm. to me is very is something i always think of with her right like and if anyone deserves like to find love and to be the happiest they've ever been is chili because everyone, mm-hmm. you know, was like, fuck you, Usher, how dare you? Even though we love this album, we love this album. Is Chili a who? Matthew Lawrence is definitely a who. But Chili is a them. I think Chili is a them. Matthew Lawrence yeah. is kind of a who. Because mm-hmm. he's not even, the Lawrence brothers are very much of an era. Not this one. Sorry. And they're interchangeable. I always, even though it's crazy to, to think that I mix two. them up, but I still mix them up. Joey Maybe. and Boop, I don't know. And if anything, Joey is the Lawrence brother that everybody refers to because he's like, whoa, you know, I'm exactly. He's like, whoa. That's all it took in the 90s. Whoa. That's all it took. That's all it took. Can you believe that that was a thing? Like his thing was, whoa. And Blossom's (laughs) thing was like. She didn't even have a thing. She just like wore a hat and now she's hosting Jeopardy. His thing was like, whoa, you know. Blossom's thing was like, I'm different. I dress weird. I don't think she even had a thing. It was just it was just Joey being like, whoa. He had a catchphrase. Whoa. And a little mullet. He was cute. I liked her friend more. Her friend was way more interesting than her. Six, you mean? I hated Blossom. I You like six. I liked six, yes. You like six. I hated Blossom. Wow, okay. Genevon Oy. Yes. Six Lemure. <laughs> Incredible name. Incredible name. She's a princess now. You don't know that? She she married a prince or something. She lives in a castle. She did? No, yeah. she doesn't. Yeah. Six lives in a castle? Yeah. Google Jenna Von Oy like castle. <laughs> I swear to God. We've talked about this. You just forget. Von Oy has resided in Nashville for 15 years where she lives with Wait. her partner, two daughters, and five pups. She currently works as the associate editor and lead Nashville writer for Nashville-paced lifestyle publication, Wait, no. Style Blueprint. She married a prince or Are something. Are you confusing her with someone? No. No. Listen. No. No. Wait, what am I, th- who am I thinking of? <laughs> Jenna Von Oy does on. not live in a castle. Yes, she did for a second. Hold on. I swear to fucking God. Guess what comes up when you Google Jenna Von Oy castle? Jenna oh, yeah. Von Oy at the premiere of Harold and Kumar go wait, to White Castle. I, <laughs> who, wait, who am I thinking of? <laughs> Somebody's sidekick on a TV show is in a castle. 
I'll never. I, you can't. You can't backdate this. You can't reverse Google this. She married a computer data consultant, Brad Brachler, in Newtown, Connecticut. Somebody's sidekick, Andrea Barber from Full House. Kimmy Gibbler. She definitely doesn't live in a castle. Uh, Count. Are you thinking of Countess Vaughn from Moesha? Because her name is Countess. No. She doesn't live in a castle. No. How do you search <laughs> celebrities who married royalty? Someone did one of the one of the one of the. Mm. I'm searching celebrities who married royalty '90s. I feel like this is gonna have to be somebody calling in to tell me who I'm thinking of. I thought it was Jenna Von Oy. I swear to God. Oh God. Okay. Well, if you know who I'm talking about, let me know. I feel like this. You guys have figured this out before for me. Jenna Von Oy just lives like a pleasant little life out of I the know. out of the spotlight in Nashville. I'm sorry. I thought she lived in a castle. <laughs> she <I'm>... lives <laughs> in a castle. Six should live in a castle, by the way. To me, she's royalty. Wasn't her thing. I talk fast. Hey, Blossom. Yeah, I talk fast. Well, the only yeah. good part of Blossom. Well, she was like the. She was like who is Sabrina's side? Oh, Sabrina had a sidekick. Like, but he was a guy, I guess. He was a cat, Lindsay. <laughs> there's always a fast talk. Not Sabrina. I mean, um, Clarissa. Uh, oh. There's, uh, there's always a fast talking sidekick. Yeah. Okay. God. I'm gonna think of this in like four hours. I'm gonna text you and be mad. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. I'll I'll future Bobby it if I if I can. Okay. So yeah. TLC TLC's chili spotted Beachnet in Hawaii with Matthew Lawrence. That was in August. We talked about it on the show. We may have cut it because it wasn't real, but it was interesting, right? When it's confirmed, (laughs) and it's confirmed, as we said, by Chili's rep, so it's like official, official, and the lead for the page six story is great. She found someone who isn't a creep. That's funny. Matthew's ex-wife, Cheryl Burke, Dancing with the Stars' very own, is pissed. After TMZ posted that they were spending the holidays together, Uh in a story that I think the headline was, I have it all open, TLC's Chili, I'm off the market, dating Matthew Lawrence, okay? Chili's still dating younger guys iconically. That's amazing. That I love yes. that for her. Fifty one forty four. She she did Usher was younger too. I think when they when they dated. Well, here's what's interesting. Yeah. After they posted this on the third of January. Yeah. Cheryl goes on Instagram and puts an Instagram create just text that yeah. was fast ellipsis and she sets uh-huh. it to the song Boys uh-huh. a Liar. Uh-huh. She sets it to the song Boys a Liar. Okay. Yeah. Now we know that Chili and Matthew, probably Chili, Chili's publicist, has TMZ's like direct line because yeah. then it says, based on those three words, those words being that was fast, people online suspected some relationship overlap as if Matthew cheated on Cheryl with Chili. Mm. But our sources say, and we already know, that they have a direct line to Chili's like representative, our so it's probably this person. Source, AKA our sources PR say, person says no. There was no funny business as Chili wanted to make sure there was no gray area before going exclusive with Matthew. Which, not to be whatever, but I agree. I I believe only in the fact that Chili is a 51-year-old woman. Do you know what I mean? Like, she's not playing. And I also believe because Cheryl loves stirring stuff up. It also goes on to say, a source familiar with the situation tells TMZ. And again, this source is probably seemingly Chili's rep. It's a too, it's too bad the time Cheryl called in, it wasn't actually Cheryl. I know. It was we could just have just a called Cheryl. her back. We could have just asked her. Yeah. Matthew's divorce was filed before he started talking to Chili in any romantic way. They knew each other, but simply weren't pursuing one another. And, well, that, and that's always the kind of like, eh, you know, because you're allowed to have, be friends with somebody and then later be romantic with that same person and have a different relationship with them. But it is kind of like a little side eye vibes, you know? God, who did I this just happen to? Oh, it was Blair Underwood. Remember when Blair Underwood yeah, was like, like married oh, my friend. best friend. It's my best friend. I've known her for my whole life. And yeah. now that I'm divorced, I'm engaged. Marrying her. Yeah. Marrying her. 
Okay, so speaking of Cheryl, we're happy for Matthew. We're happy for Chili. Chili finally yes. found love. What was her show yes. called? I always forget. Like, oh, yeah. what Chili wants. Yeah. Speaking of Cheryl. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. I need you guys to discuss Cheryl Burke's new YouTube channel show. I There is a reveal about what the show encompasses and what they are doing in this show that is probably the biggest plot twist of 2023. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Um, you definitely need to discuss. It has shaken me to my core. It looks just like top-tier journalism. Please discuss. Thank you. Crunch, crunch. Okay, so Cheryl Burke, as we've established, is extremely online. Loves TikTok, loves YouTube, loves commenting on things in vague ways in TikTok terms where you just comment via caption and a song that's thematically related. But now Cheryl is branching off from these sorts of short-form videos into a celebrity interview show. Which is fair. Like, it's only a matter of time. Like, she has a great, she has a probably a big audience. She yeah. is likable. Yeah. She's got stuff she wants to say. She has a perspective, which is now probably aided by being kind of this off Dancing with the Stars needs to find something else to do. Recently mm -hmm. divorced. That's an interesting perspective and relatable for a lot of people. Yes. So it makes sense. It makes sense. This trailer for a yeah. show called Diving Deep with Cheryl Burke. It will gag came you. Came out a couple of days ago. I don't even want to play the opening because it's really depressing. Well, I feel like you kind of have to to tell the turn. Like, I... I I hope it's clear, like, we have empathy for this person and, like, she has a lot of wisdom to share and, like, has been through a lot. But I feel like it's still – you still need to hear the turn. I think people understand that it's a surprising turn. I think Cheryl would understand that it's a surprising turn. Anyways, I don't want to give it away, so just play it. It is a surprising turn, so listen. Okay. I'm Cheryl Burke, and you probably know me from a little dance show called Dancing with the Stars. What you don't know is that I have been in and out of therapy for basically my entire life. I've been sober for three years now, and I have an amazing new obsession that I use to help process my feelings and take time for myself and my mental health, diamond painting. And I want to share my new obsession with my celebrity friends while trading stories you've never heard before. Uh, what? Ma'am? For the next minute, she talks about her love of diamond painting, how it's restorative for her. I know what this is. I've seen this on TikTok. It's paint by numbers, but with But with crystals. Diamonds, and crystals. you glue yeah. individually covered crystals to kind of a paint by number yeah. thing. And they go click. Like a grid. And they're very and satisfying. They sound click, click, yes. click, click. Yes. Yeah. And so Cheryl has people over, including AJ McLean. Carrie Ann Anaba, Jack Osborne. Well, all these people from Dancing with the Stars. And Amanda Klutz. Oh my, and God, Cheryl's a genius. She sells her diamond painting kits on her website, Cheryl-Burke.com. As you know, my love for diamond painting runs deep. I look at it as a form of meditation and such beauty comes from it. I've partnered with DIY Moonshop and their artists to showcase three pieces per month. I'm letting you know about these first. Oh, so the pieces are things you buy to put the diamonds on. You order basically like the the template. And yeah, it's covered and it in, I watched her videos doing it because I didn't know how it worked. And it's she has kind tutorial of videos to watch. Yeah. And it has like a film on it with all the adhesive stuck to it already. And then you make like, she has like a whole arts and crafts setup in her closet with like a table and a light box and like a magnifying glass wow. and all of these little tweezers 
And then she talks about the technique she likes and the technique technique she doesn't like. And it's this sort of mod podge thing that she covers it with when the diamond painting is finished. Just when you think celebrities have done it all already, like just when you think that like, you know, we've we've already we've done it all. <laughs> Cheryl, Cheryl Burke, Burke says, I'm uh -oh. hosting a diamond painting show with my friends. There is a strange tension between in the trailer between what they're doing, which is this kind of simple, almost childish art form. But they're talking about extremely traumatic, emotional stuff. Like the content is harrowing, but they're like sticking Swarovski crystals on like a pug's face. You know, like it's so strange. It's I think it's like a meditative practice or whatever yes. for Cheryl. Yeah. And clearly she wants it's to like this like very share that with her guests. Your but then also just like talk about like deep stuff, I guess. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. She posted a TikTok that says, when you realize diamond painting is so therapeutic that it allows people to have important, uncomfortable, and vulnerable conversations, dot, 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 diamond emoji, hashtag diving deep. So congratulations to Cheryl. I know you listen. So yeah. um, <laughs> Stop it. I'm going to watch this. I'm going to watch the listening, hell out of this. Congrats about your diamond painting show. You know? Hot ones found dead. Mm -hmm. Okay, next call. Hot ones found dead. It's so funny. Who Weekly is brought to you by Squarespace. As usual, we love Squarespace. We love Squarespace. It's the only way we will ever have a website. <laughs> is Squarespace. You're right. Because it's easy. Because I can update it very fast when things go crazy with tour announcing, which we might have to do relatively soon. Might? Uh, might? Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. You said, we just came and saw you. I said, well, this is a, this is a 365 podcast. We're planning ahead. Everyone's, everyone's doing live shows these days. So all the venues are getting booked up. So we have to book our tour, which is far away pretty soon. But we already know we already know the dates. We're ready to update the website on Squarespace. And we also already know how to put them on the website, which is like half the battle because it's Squarespace. Exactly. And we've done this for a long time and it's very, very easy. We love Squarespace because it's very easy to update things. We love Squarespace because we have a contact form, which is the way most people get in touch with us. Even though we have a very easy to remember email address, which is what's read up to at gmail.com, people would prefer to just use the contact form on Squarespace because Squarespace is easy. And on our website, it's easy to find our press clippings. It's easy to find embeds of the podcast. It's easy to find anything you need to know about our podcast. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your website, go to squarespace.com slash who to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs> when I sleep on other beds, what is there I get else to mad. say is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my bed. It, I've made it. It's, it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm -hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get. And that's the one I got. And that's the one that I love. And that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm -hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm -hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it. And now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix rude. so much. It's so rude. Everybody is unique, and I mean everybody, two words, because everyone sleeps differently. Their bodies are different. And that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific seat positions and feel preferences. I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper. Some people are back sleepers. Some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, 
it, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up at a, after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Um, I don't know if you have heard about this Alex Earl TikToker, but basically she's this, like, hot um, University of Miami girl who has had this like unprecedented growth on TikTok and she's got like millions of followers and like tons of crazy brand deals and stuff. But I found out that since she's been home for the holidays, she's been posting her family and it turns out that she her stepmom is Ashley Dupre, who is the the sex worker at the center of the Elliot Spitzer scandal. And Alex Earl's dad left her mom for this woman and there are a bunch of weird like the sun articles about it um but yeah thoughts on alex earl being a nepo baby kind of um crunch crunch what alex earl what is this like what is this i'd never heard of this woman until like a week ago (laughs) she's like like literally a a week ago she's like a tiktok influencer I've never TikToker influencer. Wait, I have to look at her face. Hold on. Have I seen her on my FYP? Oh, I have. Okay. Seen I've her? seen this girl. Yeah, but you know, she kind of look the look is similar to many. It's looks. day in the life content. It's fashion content. She's it's 22 like two years old. She goes to University of Miami and she does yes. day in the life. And she has kind of an addictive vlogging technique. She's rich, she's pretty, she's vulnerable, but she's also like Oh, look at my horrible acne. Here's how I fixed it. Like she tries to be vulnerable to it's it's the same it's the same thing that everyone tries to when they want to make this work, right? Right. And and insiders making the point that instead of like ha- be having one big viral TikTok, this is a person who has gained followers over a lot of TikToks, meaning it's more of a following like a Charlie D'Amelio or a Addison Ray versus kind of one moment like a Bella Porch. So like you don't want yes. that one viral moment because you kind of become a passe thing. You want an actual following and people who care about you and like are tuning in. So they're saying that's why we're that's why she is like a notable TikTok breakout maybe mm-hmm. maybe 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 and she's famous enough and she's famous in a different way because she dated and now no longer dates a baseball player a major league baseball player for the Oakland A's, the Oakland Athletics. Okay. And so she, his name was Taylor Wade, so they dated for a long time, and then they broke up, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh-huh. So, and again, the other thing about inf- the insider story points out that she grew this following extremely quickly. Mm-hmm. So it's not just that she has 3.3 million Instagram followers. It's that she got 1.7 million of those in four weeks. So mm-hmm. it's happening extremely quickly, right? Mm-hmm. But she posts constantly. And uh-huh. what I love about this call is that it points out even someone who naturally found this person, as it seems this caller did, just followed the person because they liked their content. Yeah. And then it wasn't until Christmas time, New Year's, when Alex was home with her family, that she realized who her stepmom was. And her stepmom is Ashley Dupre, a.k.a. Kristen, 
the woman that kind of took down Elliot Spitzer's entire like political career. Yeah, do of you course. remember this? I kind of do. Yeah, the sex worker who was who worked at the Emperor's Club VIP like escort uh-huh. service. Okay, Ashley Dupre. Yeah, Ashley of Dupre, who sure. was like a flash in the pan, extremely famous and all over the internet. She had a column for the New York Post after all this happened. So this is her stepmom because right after this Elliot Spitzer stuff happened and his career was torpedoed, Ashley Dupre sort of rose to prominence and tried to piggyback on that sudden virality by like trying a music career that flopped. And she is now so rich. She's now so rich that I think that she fully got every piece of proof that she released an album scrubbed from the internet and rich people can do that it's gone you can't i I tried to find a clip from the album that she released that got a bad review in the guardian cannot find evidence of it anywhere i found some songs that exist it seems like illegitimately on spotify they were uploaded because they have terrible cover art it seems because you can do that you can fuck with spotify and like put up stuff that is not yours until they like file a report and it seems like that's happened here anyway she married a guy from new jersey who is an asphalt mogul named T.J. Earl, Thomas T.J. Earl, right after all this happened. She started dating an asphalt tycoon. Um, In the New York Post, they used the lead, it's all his asphalt, okay? So she married this guy way back in the day, Uh after Elliot Spitzer. They have two kids together, but she also became the stepmom to the kids that he had with his ex-wife, and one of those kids is Alex Earl. Uh huh. So when Alex Earl says, I'm home for the holidays, we're going to go on our boat. Who else is on the boat? Ashley Dupre. Now, uh-huh. Ashley Earl. It's so funny. <laughs> but what I love about this is that it seems truly, it all connects. It seems truly, but it seems truly coincidental. Like it seems like this girly, people aren't following her because of no. Ashley Dupre. They're following no, her organically on TikTok. But why, why do you think she's good at this of sort Ashley of thing? Dupre. Because her stepmom has a history of, like, taking advantage of the attention economy. Like, there is something kind of, I don't know, familial in this. But also, we don't know her relation to her stepmom. Like, no. Are the, right. No. Like, could be, could be big, could be small. I'm speculating there. But now Alex Earl is also, was dating this baseball player who they went on vacation together. And this controversy is really funny. They decided to break up because, well, partly because Alex says, we haven't been together for a hot minute. I've just been hiding it from you guys because I didn't feel like dealing with it right now. Even stuff I posted of me and my boyfriend, we were not even dating like a week or two ago. We have been fighting for a bit, her and Tyler. I was just not happy with the way I was feeling. He wouldn't post me. What? I'm sorry. You're going to date some TikTok woman and not post her? Yeah, he's crazy. And he was like, how many pictures should I post? And I was thinking, oh, he's going to post me. But he never posted her. To be fair, that's relatable. She finally did something relatable. <laughs> and then her fans started commenting on his vacation photos that do not like, include where's Alex. Alex. Where's Alex? Here are the comments. I think Timmy put this in here. Yeah. One Alex fan. Where's Alex? Another Alex fan. Why is Alex not pictured? Red flag. Another Alex fan. Post your girlfriend. Another one. It's giving boring. And the next wow. one. If you don't post Alex right now. So that's why they broke up because he wouldn't post. Why okay. wouldn't you post your TikTok famous girlfriend? That seems dumb. Maybe you don't want to be like in the spotlight like that. Maybe you're trying to focus on the sport and you don't want to be dragged into everything else. No, look at his Instagram. He doesn't just focus on the sport. It's just funny to date a TikTok famous person and then not post them. <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. like that's like they'll notice, you know? Like that yes. they'll notice. Me, I don't know if I would notice, but they'll notice. And not only will they notice, they will 
talk about it in a TikTok. Also with viral fame comes digging into your past and she's already suffering from past comments she made about liking Trump. I think because her family really likes Trump. I mean, he's a really rich guy who lives in Florida. Of course he likes Trump. And also her mom posted some thing about how much she loves cops in the middle of the George Floyd protest. And and the post is still up. So I think that she's going to have to like confront that again more explicitly than she did a few weeks ago. But um, of course that's going to happen. Look who her dad is. I'd say watch the space, but I don't really ever want to talk about this person again. Okay, fine. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy, longtime listener, first time caller. Um, I just I'm wondering if you have any information on why Selena Gomez and Nicola Peltz are now best friends. Uh, Selena Gomez posted that she was in a throuple with Nicola in Brooklyn, and they're just posting like they're best friends. And I think Nicola threw a party with Selena Gomez's like nine year old sister. And I'm just wondering the history behind that relationship and why it's relevant. Are we expecting a brand collab with Rare Beauty soon? Um, yep, that's all. Crunch, crunch. Um, Lindsay Podcaster. Bye. I wouldn't care to comment on this or even whatever about it because I obviously don't know the answer to this specific question. How do other they than no one does. It is so the the assault of media from the Peltz Beckhams, et cetera, and everybody else alongside them of Selena Gomez is our best friend content is like almost it's so much that it's suspicious. Like normally would not care, but it's like it's so crazy how many photos and how many different video boomerang, the picture of three of us sitting uh, like all together. But in the past two months, there was no evidence of this until – what her, her documentary came out selena gomez did not go to their wedding like to be very clear selena gomez whether or not she was free i don't know her schedule she did not go to their multi-million dollar wedding and all of a sudden new year's eve selena gomez is like in a thruple with with nicola and brooklyn beckham like the wedding was in may the wedding was seven months ago yeah selena wasn't there and I'm sorry, if you get an invite to this wedding and you don't go, you're a dumbass. I know, I know. And also, like, alive. these are your best friends. You're not going to go to their wedding. Clearly, this is new. L is L Australia, which is what I'm reading, is so desperate to figure this out that they're even saying that people are referring to the fact that uh, maybe Selena is dating Nicola's older brother, Bradley, who is a hockey player or a former hockey player. I don't know if you wrote this or Timmy, but, like, it put a bug in my ear that I can't get out. I wrote it. It's giving Nicola paid for this friendship. <laughs> this is a new version of PR relationship that I haven't experienced before because, and the only reason I say this is because there Nicola's is so no rich. one, <laughs> no, 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 there's no one more likable than Selena Gomez. Yeah. It's likability. It's sheen. There's an honesty, a softness, Honest, a chicness. Famous. Yeah. Very famous. It's It reeks of strategy. It reeks of strategy. What does it reeks of? And even if it's even if what we're saying is very like conspiracy theory, bullshit, whatever, like we're reaching the way that they're promoting this friendship, the fact that we're being literally assaulted with photos of all three of these people together proves that even if the friendship is a thing that they know, especially Nicola and Brooklyn know how valuable it is to their like kind of image that they're kind of like above it all, no, like unrelatable, kind of like he's the number one nepotism baby and she's like a rich, a rich kid, you know? Yes. To make this timeline even weirder, 
let's go back to the interview she gave to Rolling Stone that like caused a huge controversy between her and Francia, which was when she yeah. said she oh, right. doesn't like hanging out with celebrities for many reasons, but she said right. it's the reason it's the reason why Taylor Swift is her only friend in the industry. And what she meant was it was her only celebrity friend. And now it's like, okay. You go from there to having an oh, extremely high profile okay. celebrity relationship. And I know that Nicola Peltz is not Taylor Swift. I understand that. But she's still a famous person. Still a celebrity. She's yes, still a person so with, with fame aspirations. Yeah. Exactly. No, totally. Your new best friend's in-laws are two of the most famous people in like the world. Like, that's crazy. You just gave an interview talking about how you want to lay low. Yeah, I just, I'm looking at, like, she is in every photo in the past, like, like, week of posts, you know? Maybe it's all from the same, like, vacation that they were all on. But it's just, like, it's wild how hard they're all going to show off this new friendship. Even Selena posted a ton of photos of them and wrote, fine, call us a thruple. Hashtag forever plus one. This was edited three days ago. You just met. Forever. You just appeared. It's it's so calculated because they got these matching angel tattoos. Then yeah. Selena posts a photo of them together wearing matching dresses. It's the word says, angel, by the way, not an it's angel. It's the word angel, right. If, a script angel. Not that it's a script matters, angel. But, and yeah. also the thing, if you notice, if you zoom in, they're not identical identical script so i think one of them is in selena's handwriting and one of them is in nicola's handwriting oh. if you zoom in you'll notice that they're slightly different there's a variation uh-huh, there uh-huh. anyway they post photos of them in their matching valentino dresses and selena writes for me and my angel's dresses yeah felt like a fairy and then nicola comments i love you my angel forever they're leaning so hard into this new vernacular that they've created for themselves in a way that feels so Contrived. Strategic and calculated and pre-written that uh-huh. like every alarm bell is going off here. It's like, what are it they plotting? It just feels so, yeah, it just feels so sus that something is like, I'm just like, what is this? The caller suggesting a Rare Beauty collab isn't, I don't think, out of the question. Like this feels, yeah, but this this is a feels lot of, like they want to capitalize on it. This is a lot of work it. for a Rare Beauty collab with somebody who's not even known for makeup. Nicola's not, is she known for makeup? I don't know. No celebrity is known for makeup until they make a makeup brand. The only connection could be that Selena has the Selena and Chef show and Brooklyn Beckham wants to be a chef and also is a bad cook like Selena in Selena and the Chef show. Okay, anyways, this is a, this is a huge mystery. It's very get away from them. It's very get a job, get away from her, get a job. What is it? Get a job, stay away from her? Get a job, stay away from her. Although I will say... That type of like joke slash behavior, but then done in mass by Selena Gomez fr- fans, very bad. And she will mm-hmm. definitely not appreciate that. So, nope. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though it's said with love and concern. Who is Tom Batchik? I don't know. Who is that? Someone, a verified account, Tom Batchik. I think he's probably just like a hairstylist or something. He's a celebrity nail guy. He's JLo's manicurist. Okay. He has 600,000 followers on Instagram. Well. He commented on a photo Selena posted that said, fine, call us a throuple, the one you mentioned, where yeah. they're all hugging. And he yeah. wrote, two of my favorite girls, love you both. Like, the way that I feel gaslit by celebrities just being like, are, this is yeah. normal. It's like yeah. the interpretation yeah. of that is totally right. normal. Love it. Yeah. Love to see it. Normalcy. Loved it. Expected this. You know, like, what yeah. are you talking like, about? Uh, right. <laughs> Why are you playing along? <laughs> right. Why is anyone saying, what? Your friends? Like, that would be the true gag is if somebody stood up and said huh we need azalea banks or spencer pratt to torpedo these comments and be like yes. explain yourself yes yes <laughs> spencer needs this? to show up and like comment where's francia in all of this oh my god don't even bring her into this she's done enough she's done a good deed to last a lifetime i have to say 
leave her alone you know i know i know you give a kidney you're done it's it she literally gave the gift of life like we can literally leave her be the gift of life (laughs) (laughs) nice hi blt medium time medium time i keep seeing a video of people trying to hand iphones to sabrina carpenter and she's like i can't touch that i can't touch that she freaks out and it's I, i can assume that this is because she has some sort of like google pixel or samsung or something sponsorship i'm just deducing that i but i but i also don't feel like i've like really seen her like i don't know she's like done a commercial or anything i'm curious about i guess i'm curious about her brand affiliation i more so just want you guys to watch it it is so funny it's just like we used to have the coliseum and now we have sabrina carpenter can't touch an iphone it's also funny because of the whole like Apple doesn't let villains in movies use iPhones. So I'm like, oh my god, Sabrina Carpenter, you're the villain in The Glass Onion or something. I don't know. Anyway, uh, wow, twice a week. Okay, th- what I love about this is it's giving the Alicia Keys sent from my BlackBerry scandal. Remember that <laughs> when she was sent like, I love being the creative director of BlackBerry, and then it was sent from my iPhone. Yeah, when she was the creative director of BlackBerry, and then she sent a tweet that said sent from my iPhone. Whenever it was like, ah. That was really funny. That's happened a few times to celebrities, I think, which I just, yeah. it's all, it'll never get old. This is like yeah. the new generation of that where what's really funny is obviously Sabrina Carpenter had been using an iPhone for a very long time. There are old tweets of her shot on an iPhone, posted from an iPhone, whatever, you know, like she taken on an iPhone. Here's photos of me in a mirror holding my iPhone. And now she's doing spawn for the Samsung, the phone that, the phone that flips, which I actually kind of love and uh-huh. almost want, but I'm not, I never. I want will, one too. But, but it, it flips open like a little like a like a what do you like a clamshell? I love that I'm trying to describe a flip phone, but I used one for like ten years. <laughs> it flips it flips open like a razor. Like a razor, but it when you when you open it, it's like an iPhone, but then it closes shut. Yeah, they I'm developed a new technology that like the glass can fold and it's fine. The yeah, screen can fold and it's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's in flex mode. So she's doing spawn for that, and her fans have started trolling her for the iPhone thing. So then it became like a joke with her fans and her. And now she Mm -hmm. does this funny bit where she like hides from iPhones. Like (laughs) I just thought that. Like if she's interacting with fans who want to take her her photo or they want her to read something and they hand her an iPhone, she like runs away from it. Here's a video. It doesn't work well with that video, but you can hear her shriek and everyone laugh. Yeah. I'll play it. Whatever here. (laughs) They're all going on like a sleeve. holding an iPhone. It's funny. She knows. She displays the Samsung foldable Galaxy like too prominently and everything in a way that makes it obvious to everyone and in yeah. a tongue-in-cheek way that she's being I hope paid she's to carry this phone. So out. much money for but this. But you know what? I think spawn. I think that this is that sort of like overdoing it behavior, like acting like you are you are like iPhone phobic, like you're on the Maury show and they like bring you an iPhone so and you funny. run off stage or something. I think that's good for the brand. I think it's good for Samsung. Obviously. I think that I think it's they probably love this. It's also just funny to like kind of so quickly clock a meme within your fan base that is kind of funny and a little bit mocking you but lovingly and then mm-hmm. kind of like replying back to it without like what fumbling the bag which she's not or like offending anyone because it's not mean spirited it's actually nice and she's still doing no. spawn for the phone because the phone is still prominently featured and she's then like wrapping that, that up right like like alicia keys could never you know what i mean it just mm-hmm. feels very modern and it feels very like in touch with your fans in like a way that is healthy and like fun maybe and mm-hmm. and and not the worst thing in the world for your brain, you know? Yes. Like somebody like Pop Base tweeted in September of last year, iOS 16 will officially be released tomorrow, September 12th, and someone retweeted Pop Venti and said, Sabrina Carpenter is updating her secret iPhone tomorrow. Like the <laughs> gag that she has a secret iPhone that she's like, 
using when she's not using her Samsung. Very funny. Very, Very funny. funny. Very funny. Very funny. Um, okay, <laughs> let's do some rapid fires. Okay. Hi, Who Weekly. Hi, LBT. Um, so I was just talking about Willem Dafoe with some of my friends, and I let them know that he's a Midwest king. He's from Appleton, Wisconsin. Um, we're all from Chicago, so we were talking about Midwest kings, and the subject of Appleton, Wisconsin was brought up, and um, I was reminded by one of my friends that the Bath and Body Works freak-out lady with the peach bellinis, that viral video from, like, 10 years ago, um, she was from Appleton, Wisconsin. So my question to you is, does Willem Dafoe, has Willem Dafoe seen the Bath and Body Works rant video that took place in Appleton, Wisconsin, his his hometown? Um, Candace Can, cameraman. Love you guys. Bye. Here's my answer to this already. Oh, my God. If you, what? somebody who's clearly from Wisconsin, right? That's why this caller cares mm-hmm. about this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm cares is is paying attention to news about Appleton, Wisconsin, including a freakout video famously from Appleton, Wisconsin, and the fact that you know that Willem Dafoe is from Appleton, Wisconsin, which is something that Bobby and I didn't know. I would argue that somebody else who's from Appleton, Wisconsin, like Willem Dafoe, is also paying attention to other things that are originating from Appleton, Wisconsin. Am I wrong? I think you're right. <laughs> just, I just feel like whether or not I know this answer, which I do not... I feel like it is a um, a practice to keep up with things from your hometown. Notable things like a, a Bath and Body Works rant video that went viral and where, where Willem Dafoe is from. I watched the entire rant. It's like 12 minutes long. You did? In November. Because oh, recently, November. because it, it turned 10 in November and someone tweeted like, it's the 10 year anniversary of like AZ for Angela uploading the I might boycott Bath and Body Works rant. And I was like, I'm in. <laughs> I watched the whole damn thing. It's so funny. <laughs> It's so okay. Play funny. your favorite part. Okay, play your favorite part. You know what Jen says to me? You know what this goddamn Jen says to me? I can give you some coupons and put these in your bag. And I said, Jen, I have every single coupon that Bath and Body Works has. I said, I have about 10 of them. I don't need any more coupons. I said, can you give me something else? Something she takes my original receipt from my peach bellinis, takes it out of the bag and says, there's an 800 number on the top of this receipt. And when you call, you'll get a live person and you can explain to them what happened. And I'm sure they'll be able to help you with something. And I said, a live person? Who the fuck do you think I'm talking to now? Okay, but do we think Willem has seen the Bath Bat and Body Works rant that took definitely. place in Appleton, Definitely, that's what Wisconsin. I'm saying. Yes, yes. definitely. So, yes, I agree. For sure, because I, I think that you care about things from your hometown, just as this caller is calling us. The reason why this caller is calling us. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Medium time, first time. Um, I live in Arizona, and I think I was behind Frankie Muniz at uh, Panda Express. His order was a beef and broccoli, orange chicken, and chow mein. Kind of got me wondering how you guys would rank from who did them the Panda Express entrees, orange chicken, Beijing beef, honey walnut shrimp, any others that you guys might find notable. Um, yeah, <laughs> happy to hear from you. <laughs>
Uh, one of everything very good. <laughs> There's something. How disrespectful <laughs> to Frankie Muniz. I'm going to bring up Frankie Muniz. I'm going to give you his order, but I don't give a shit about Frankie Muniz. Let's talk about Panda Express. <laughs> I just love like by the, when you were calling and then by the end of the call, you're like, what the fuck am I talking What am about? I doing here? Like, okay. Orange chicken is the demiest thing from the menu, right? Listen, we have, I got the entrees. We have honey sesame chicken, orange chicken, black pepper, Angus steak. Oh, what is that? String That's bean new. chicken breast. It says Sweet new. fire chicken breast, Kung Pao chicken, a classic. Mushroom chicken, black pepper chicken, grilled teriyaki chicken, broccoli beef, Beijing beef, honey walnut shrimp. Okay. I got to say, I don't eat at this restaurant a lot. I would. I have nothing against it and I have. I been but in I forever. Don't are you, I often. used to live near one, so I would go. Yeah. I would go if there was one near me. Oh, there's also eggplant tofu. We're not even involving that. That doesn't, no. even, doesn't no. even ring a bell. Okay. No. I would say the themiest on this menu is obviously orange chicken. We're talking Kung Pao chicken. We're talking beef and broccoli. And uh, honestly, that's it. Anything else? I don't really know. I don't recognize any of these. I don't know that we did a great job answering, but it's like two categories. It's just thems and who's. What's your favorite? Amer- What's your go-to American Chinese order? General Tso's chicken. That's your go-to? Yeah, go-to. Extra spicy. With brown rice. Interesting. Okay. Egg drop soup. Egg drop soup? Yeah. Okay. I'll do a wonton. I would I would do wonton over that. What's yours? Crab rangoon. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah. Crab rangoons are great. <laughs> okay. But like talk about something like that's just so special and so unique. Yeah. And so like, wow, we really did it. <laughs> the crab rangoon is fantastic. We, we fucking hit a home run when somebody made crab rangoon and said, did you this ever, is the thing. Eat it. <laughs> did you ever watch that documentary, um, The Search for General So? Yeah, of course. Uh, Jennifer, really Jennifer, L, Jennifer, Jennifer Aitley. Aitley. I knew she had a number in her name. Okay. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Um, keep calling in at at six one nine Who Them to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Support us on patreoncom weekly for bonus episodes, a Discord server, and more. You can also get the VIP audio only via your Apple Podcast app if you click subscribe within the app, like you right sure now. Can. It'll work. You sure can. You can. Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our Rita theme song on Tuesdays. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing. And we'll see you on... Oh, bye, Dan Coyes' new book, Vintage Contemporaries. And we'll see you on Tuesday. Bye. Have a good weekend. Bye. Have a good weekend. Wait, who am I? <laughs> Wait, who am I thinking of? Hi, Lindsay, Bummy, Timmy, um, medium long, <laughs> medium time, first time. <laughs> um, okay, it's New Year's Eve and I'm at a party with one friend. <laughs> so we're calling you guys. Okay, anyway, I was perusing Bella Hadid's Instagram stories the other day and she posted these like little naked baby figurines. And so naturally I Googled, said, naked baby figurines and they're called sunny angel babies and it seems as though there is like a community behind these little naked baby figurines and i'm curious if you guys have any insight would much appreciate any intel thank you so much crunch crunch happy new year's um hi lindsey bobby to me um last night i was watching lord of the rings for the first time with my boyfriend um and I asked him who someone was, and he said that they're a mega deity. And then I couldn't stop laughing, and we had to pause the movie because just I kept thinking deity mega deity. <laughs> because he said mega deity. <laughs> and then I had to pause the movie and show him the clip. Um, 
and try to explain why uh, I knew that from a celebrity gossip podcast and how they were related. But uh, anyway, thanks for the uh, LOLs, uh, Crunch Crunch. So I was listening to the Who Me's theme song. My boyfriend walks in and says, do you think she really is dating C.B. Bridgers? So my boyfriend thought that you, Bobby, were Bo Burnham. Crunch Crunch. I just left a message, but I, wow, I just, I feel like I can never be as funny as the people that call in. I try, but 